everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Teacher Cast. We really appreciate the support and you coming back to listen again. So my name is Haley. I'm also known as the Teacher Cast on Instagram, and we are also joined with our other co-host, Adam, Mr. Underscore Mentor Underscore, also on Instagram. So yeah, we just want to say thanks a million for coming back and listening to another episode. And I just want to thank anyone that's uh, new to joining and, you know, tuning in for the first time. It's really appreciated. I suppose this um, podcast was set up to be like a safe space where it's relaxed and we can have the chats and really talk about like our day-to-day lives as teachers and myself and Adam we come from two different places I suppose in teaching and have two different stories and journeys behind it so it's really nice to share and if you're listening on Spotify or whatever platform you're listening on could you please um follow our podcast and also hit the rate button I think you have to give it five stars so yeah it's much appreciated but yeah how are you Adam? I'm good I'm good Hayley it's been a minute because um because we recorded the last podcast early it's been about 10 days since we recorded obviously we've spoken since but like barely we've actually been very busy yeah Um, so it's been a minute I'm glad to be back recording uh again I know me too like I feel like the last time I was like got it so soon after recording but now it's been like like nearly what's it 10 days or something so yeah I, I I'm like out of whack with that I got a, bit, a little bit nervous there before we hit uh, record um <laughs> but yeah how's how's school been what, what have you been up to um school has been good we've kind of settled now after the absolute chaos of the move um but, you know we've kind of settled into a bit of a routine now we've been in the new school two weeks so we're kind of settled now we know our surroundings the kids kind of know their way around as well that's lovely um, which has been great um so the do you feel really... do you feel more like set up like do you feel like you know where your resources are like are you all completely unboxed yeah oh yeah i'm totally unboxed now i'm just doing the last of like the displays and stuff do you know yeah. like i have like a jolly phonics display do you know those like cards you see them in every classroom ever i'd say and like they obviously tend to go up high so like do you know that takes a bit of effort to get them up and stuff get the ladder out so... <laughs> I'm nearly done now. The plan is, um, so this comes out, I'm re- we're recording this on the Bank Holiday Monday. Um, I'm hoping by the Friday I'll have a classroom tour up on Instagram. So um, that's, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. Um, so I'm nearly there. I'm nearly ready with the classroom the way I want it. But I'm very happy with it and the kids are loving it. So we're having a ball. Deadly, yeah. Actually, happy bank holiday weekend. Well, I suppose Thank everyone. You, yeah, everyone. Everyone's <laughs> going. Everyone's going back to school today. When you're listening, so yeah, the three day weekend was definitely needed. I didn't even realize I needed it so bad. But anyway, um, yeah, no, steady that you're settling in well, and that the students are becoming more comfortable, and everything's probably real new. Um, and how are the other teachers finding it? Yeah, I think everyone is. I think everyone's getting settled now. Thankfully, like we have a busy few weeks ahead now because now that we're settled in our parent teacher meetings are coming up so uh we do them in february so next week as you're listening to this is midterm break but uh not every school takes the full week off yeah. i know Haley, I think yeah you have i'm off for the full week too, but <laughs> i've only the thursday and the friday um right. so we're doing our parent teacher meetings on the monday tuesday wednesday oh, wow. um, so that'll be a bit of a busy time now i um, not too stressed about them because a there's not really much point in getting stressed about them and b I've only fourteen kids in my class so that is a doable amount of parent teacher meetings across three days do you yeah, know totally so um it's not too bad and like you know we were saying initially oh we'd love the week for midterm break but 
we know when we get to June and we finish up before a lot of the schools mm-hmm. uh, for the summer that will be will be like Do you know what we were actually better off to plow on yeah, um, I get you but no so we're getting ready for the parent teacher meetings at the moment um just getting our notes together we have like a template that we follow uh, school wide so that kind of helps um with getting ready and stuff but no we're looking forward to it um I look forward to meeting the parents one-on-one like I meet them a lot since they you know come to my class yeah especially with in their infants kids and stuff yeah so you know, I meet them a lot but it'll be nice to sit down like some of them I haven't had a full conversation with bar hi how are you mm-hmm. here's your child good luck god bless so <laughs> you know it'll be nice to chat away to them but yeah. um how how's school been for you Hayley I know You've been busy, busy with uh, with your fourth class lately. Yeah, well, like the last time we recorded, I was telling you I was off on the Monday for an EPB day. So I went to Edinburgh, which was just fab. Um, it was really nice to see my friend, John. So, yeah, that was great. Um, and the students in my class were split up. There wasn't a sub in. So they were all, you know, chuffed with themselves. I had a little to-do list for them and everything. And I think we could probably do a whole episode on, like, ways to prepare for when, you, when you're taking a day off. But um, then I was actually only in... Well, I was in every day then, th- uh, Tuesday to Friday. But um, my school had a PLC planning day or, like, you know, mm-hmm. what was it, CPD day. Yeah. yeah. Um, on Friday which was nice and we got Domino's pizza and the board of management treated us to pizza which was just delicious and we had scones then for a little break and yeah it was really nice but like that I was wrecked and there Mm -hmm. was so much going on last week like it was St Bridget's Day on the first first of February so I had like you know just all those little niggly bits to make it special I didn't do the Bridget's Day crosses Simply because I didn't have enough of the stuff, like I wouldn't have enough pipe cleaners, and I don't have. What are those? What is it called? The the green. Yeah, I didn't have any of them. Um, in Dublin, you don't tend to find no, any rushes. No, no fields in Dublin, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so um, I just did like a word search. We like read about Saint Bridget and stuff, which was really nice. Um and yeah it was actually i really struggled last week with the not being in on the monday and the friday trying to squeeze in all the mental mats i was like yeah. oh for god's sake like when can we just get like back on track with the mental mats like it's mad how one day can literally screw you because you're trying to correct everything and and all but like it, it worked out in the end um but yeah no school's been good edinburgh was fantastic you know the weather was really nice um a little bit windy at times but um the rain held off I post a picture of my on my Instagram page. My students wanted me to tell them if I found a Highland cow. So I found, mm-hmm. you know, those Jelly Cat, the, you know, Jelly Cat, the brand of like teddies. I found oh, um, yes. a little teddy thing in the window and it was like, hi, I'm Herbie, a Highland cow. So I took a picture of that. I'm sure they were just, ah, very good. Yeah, they were delighted with that. So yeah, I'm looking into going to Edinburgh myself because those who know me know I'm a Beyonce Dan and she's not coming to Dublin no. so I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go Yeah. Uh, now I need to get tickets first before I find anything else but Edinburgh yeah. she's playing Edinburgh on a Saturday I didn't know she was even going there yeah she's doing Edinburgh on a Saturday in May which will just be handy it'll mean I won't have to take days off school because I'm already taking some days off to go see Lizzo yeah. so <laughs> I don't really have much left to play with Yeah. so uh, I'm trying to to find um because she's not coming to dublin as as we all unfortunately know so uh, i need to find some beyonce uh tickets elsewhere yeah i actually didn't even know she was going to edinburgh but i was actually when myself and neil when we got to edinburgh i was like oh um i was i wonder like we wondered what the population was and it's actually less than half the size of dublin 
So it really is shocking that she's not coming to Ireland, but it's probably not worth it, like with Crow Park and everything. Yeah. So she wanted, yeah, I heard she wanted <laughs> to do like she wants to do open air places for the most part. Mm. So like that's basically stadium tours rather than doing like the three arena. Um, like I know she's doing a lot of gigs in the UK. Yeah. Like she's doing London in a soccer stadium. She's mm. doing Sunderland in a soccer stadium. She's doing Edinburgh in a rugby in the rugby stadium. Yeah. Like she's doing all open air gigs because that's kind of her vibe. Yeah. So like that, I I'm sure everyone has seen videos of her doing that Dubai gig that no one was supposed to see, and that wasn't a big huge open air like thing. I don't even know was it a theater or what. I have no but, idea. Um, yeah, I she's would... kind of one for the. I I've seen yeah. her once before. Have you ever Have you ever seen her? Live. Yeah, I saw her in Crow Park the last time oh. she was in Ireland. So what was that, 2016? Like, she's incredible. Like, yeah. I will be... The, the morning this podcast comes out is when most of the tickets for her for her tour come out. So I'll yeah. be trying to get tickets. I have about four destinations that suit that I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and get tickets for at least one of them. Yeah. Um, so I could I could be in Edinburgh. I could be in Poland. I don't really know where I'm going to end up, but sure, it'd be grand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because um, the last time and the only time I saw her was actually in the Three Arena. My friend Katja, um, she's a, she's actually just a diehard fan. Like she she's like the way I am, say with Justin Bieber. But she she went to all the concerts in Dublin. She actually caught her her sweat towel <laughs> at one of the oh concerts. God. Yeah, she's got her sweat towel from is it the Mrs. Carter tour? I don't know which one yeah, it was. Maybe. Yeah, so I went with her. It was nuts. Um, she actually has tickets already for Cardiff and for Frankfurt. Oh, she definitely. She's probably she got, got like pre-sale, pre-sale tickets. Yeah, I'd she say. Yeah. She's she's a diehard fan, but um. Fair play to her. I, I they're like gold dust. Tell her I'll come with her. Because <laughs> I've already I said. Have to go. Yeah, I've already said. I was like, if Dara doesn't want to go with you, I'd be more than happy to go. You. Yeah. Um, anyone that's listening to the podcast if you have a Beyonce ticket please take me to the gig or if anyone Thank has so connections with Ticketmaster please let us know <laughs> but that too bribes will be given yeah totally no so <laughs> next week is uh, Valentine's Day and like Adam said like I'm not actually in the following week and I know yeah like some schools they choose their holidays differently but yeah like that's the great thing about you know myself and Adam you know bouncing off each other in this podcast because you know and in all these episodes in the podcast because we've got two completely different teaching lives on different Mm -hmm. calendars and you know one minute Adam's moving building and the next minute you know I'm doing PLC training days so Mm-hmm. yeah i suppose we yeah. just want to talk about some like last minute ideas and tips like easy stuff and i'm gonna share like what i'm gonna be getting up to in my class and what adam's gonna be getting up to in his class so if you're new to listening adam actually teaches junior infants and i teach fourth class Um, so very different uh again like in terms of like where we're where we're at with age levels so adam if you want to share first like what comes to mind for what you're gonna get up to for valentine's day um yeah like I think for me with juniors obviously a lot of we do a lot of discussion based stuff because we do want to set like a good like values basis for a lot of these things whether it's like respecting other holidays of other religions or whatever Hmm. so we will probably what I'll probably do with them closer to the time is do a bit of a circle time Mm -hmm. about Valentine's Day and like what does that mean you know kind of broaden the conversation that a Valentine's Day isn't just for like um like romantic couples or whatever yeah um that you know you can love 
your family, you can love your friends, that love is like this big concept, you know, mm-hmm. so that the kids can kind of understand that. Because I know there's a bit of, obviously, there's a hullabaloo about like, you know, what you're going to do for Valentine's with your significant other and whatever. Yeah. Um, so I suppose that will be the first thing I will um be looking at with them. And I'll also be talking to them, I think, about how we can show love to others like in a non-gifting way, because obviously Valentine's is probably one of the most commercial holidays there is besides like Christmas, Christmas I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's a lot about gifts and like, you know, very f- like physical gifts and giving things and receiving things and whatever. So we'll probably talk about like how in school can we like show love to others and it could be small things like holding the door open yeah. or, you know, handing someone their coat or like helping them when they're stuck on a a, a page or whatever it is. And kind of look at it from that perspective first mm. um, so that we have kind of a solid basis of what it actually means. Because I know with your kids, Haley, them being a little bit older, they probably understand a little bit better what Valentine's Day means. And it like, yeah. you know, what that they can love their family. That it's not just because it's not just for like romantic things, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Nice. And um, are you going to just do oral language lessons? Or are you going to like integrate it into like art or uh, in any yeah way. i probably will like we so we've nothing planned for this week coming at the moment but with the short week next week we'll probably integrate it in some way like we'll do a lot of our language stuff with them um like we integrate art into our after so we might do right. the art station valentine's so like some ideas that i was thinking of could be like within after and stuff like creating cards the usual one yeah creating some cards for their parents or their friends or whoever they want to create a valentine's card for another idea and we did this before christmas so it's not something we'll probably do this time but doing like clay pots oh, like pinch lovely. pots yeah. and maybe trying to pinch them into like the shape of a heart potentially nice um do you know because it's good for their fine motor skills anyway totally, on top yeah. of everything else um so something like that and then from like a whole class level i was thinking we could do like like a, a compliment jar so like obviously with an older class you could get the kids to write compliments put them in the jar and you'd read them aloud but like yeah. instead i'd probably just get my kids to draw pictures of like things they want to compliment and then they can explain it themselves okay what compliment do you want to give that's a lovely that idea way. um and then another one potentially would be like random acts of kindness so i might like i'll do a lot of the organizing but i might say okay um we'll just say Haley. Haley, you're gonna you're going to pick out something out of the thing and I'm going to read it to you and it says um, say thank you to a teacher when they open the door for you or whatever and then they just do it for someone that's outside of our school or outside of our classroom you know so mm-hmm. it just to kind of spread spread the love around the school and whatnot um, plus they're junior infants so anything they do will be so cute and everyone will be weak for it yeah. so um, I think they're kind of the few bits and bobs I planned at the moment but I must sit down with my cooperating teachers in juniors and kind of decide if there's anything else um that we could do for valentine's um and like Haley, you've like i said your kids are older they're fourth class like have you stuff planned what what are you thinking for valentine's yeah so like i'm gonna be getting my valentine's um stuff done this week or valentine's themed stuff like you know i i think with all these kind of holidays like it doesn't I don't even think it matters what type of school you're in you have to be cognizant of the fact that you know each child comes from you know different types of families might some might not know what Valentine's Day is like as you said it can be very commercialized so I think you have to always approach things like this with caution and um, or not even caution but like you know just in a in a gentle way do you know what I mean so um yeah like things that I have planned I don't know if you're familiar Adam with uh, from the pond 
but she always has great uh, art ideas. So okay. something I came across were these like love monsters. Um, so I'm going to do that for art tomorrow with, well, t- when you're listening to this today. Um, yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, Hayley will have this, uh, she'll have this art lesson already done. But um, they're basically like these love monsters. And um, I'll link the page or if I can find it. I actually just took a screenshot. I think like Pinterest is literally my go-to thing. So um, yeah, so we're going to do that with watercolor paints. And then, you know, class of creativity, Claire she oh, had yes. a fabulous freebie that came like just perfect timing in my email Um, i'm gonna i actually already got it ready the um she always does great crosswords and word searches so i have that ready to go um for like when they come in after we do our morning mash i have that as like a 10 minute activity on i think it's either tuesday or wednesday or no wednesday or thursday I, i'm getting mixed up because the bank holiday yeah. um so i have that and then for golden time i know some teachers like to just say oh yeah do whatever you want i need to have control <laughs> at some degree of golden time it, it needs to be you know meaningful and it has yeah. to have purpose so i'm going to get them to make valentine's cards then um, and before yeah, the break like i think we've assembly this week because we've assembly every two weeks so okay. <clears throat> yeah i'm gonna get them to start the valentine's cards beforehand and i, I actually i'm gonna link it into literacy as well like how do you write a card like when you open up the card like where on the page do you you know do you put the message so I'm gonna to have to model that and show that to students, but I'm hope I'm yeah. I'm get I'm gonna get them maybe to cut out like little love hearts and have like half the half of the heart sticking on the page and have it all linked into like a little bo- bouquet kind of flower looking oh, thing. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, there's so many things with with Valentine's. I think you can go so many different directions yeah. with it, which you know makes it fun. Um, you know, like the cards are you know a, a safe enough bet. You know, if you're not sure. What you want to do i think and you because you can make them as crazy or as simplified as you want mm-hmm. really like a card is you can have a card that's like 3d with like pop-up things or yeah. you could literally just say to the kids here's a piece of paper do your worst like do yeah. you know what i mean yeah you can kind of go every sort of direction with it i saw this other great thing where it's like you get like a cupcake a cupcake case and you you fold it over and whatever way it's positioned it looks like you can put like a googly eye on one googly eye on and then draw the beak and the legs and it, you can have like two like little love birds if you get oh, me that's cute. yeah i saw that as well so i'm actually going to um put some inspiration up on the on the board and see what they what they come up with um but yeah it's going to be just something pretty easy um maybe i'll get them first to actually write what's going inside the card first and i'm going to tell them to give it to somebody you know who's important to them or who has been very loving towards them or it could be a friend in the class that they want to give it to um so yeah also as well i think for valentine's and like for any day and like i think this is really good for like you know student teachers that are you know out subbing at the minute like a valentine's acrostic poem i don't think you can underestimate it or some haiku (laughs) poetry um yeah like I did that last year. I think I shared it on my pe- on my stories or not my stories on my page last year, and I reposted there during the week, um, of when I was subbing with fourth class, which is just gas because I'm like, oh my god, I teach that age now, and like I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, would my students write that now, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like I think that's a a great one, a handy one to have for if you're subbing, um, also as well, I have a whole Valentine's Day pack on my um mash store, which I'll link as well. There's a few nice ideas. I have actually actually nice ones for 
infants are the most handed over to you um for counting and i think it's like counting the, the jelly beans in the jar i can't even remember i made it like over a year ago so um that's a popular one but yeah yeah and i think i think with valentine's like and any holiday really you know if you're sitting listening to this and being like oh i just don't have the time to like fit it in how am i going to fit it in don't be stressing about fitting in valentine's you're not going to be able to cover every holiday every year like that's just not plausible like Mm. there are so many holidays during the year that not all the kids even celebrate and look in the grand scheme of things valentine's is not the most significant holiday out of all the other ones no so like if it's not if it's going to fit into your week great but i wouldn't be shoehorning it in for the sake of it you know like i said we have nothing planned for valentine's this week now we do have the luxury of being in school next week obviously when some schools aren't but like i'm not really stressing about it being done because like a my kids barely understand the concept of a holiday anyway so it doesn't really it's not they're not going to feel left out really if they don't do it and it's like being in an educate together school it's made me realize that there are so many holidays because obviously we're trying to cover holidays across all religions yeah it'd be like every day's a new day learning about a new holiday i know literally though i'm there sitting and i'm like i don't even know i'm like what religion is that again like i mix up the religions all the time which is actually desperate but like to myself not with the kids thankfully i have it well prepared by the time i get to them But yeah, I think it's just important that like you're not going to cover everything. Like most schools have a whole school plan of how they're going to cover holidays anyway. That it will say, okay, in juniors and first and third and fifth, you're going to cover Valentine's Day. And then in seniors, second, fourth and sixth, you're going to focus on Halloween or whatever. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm just plucking them out of the air. But you know, like usually a school will have a whole school plan on how they're going to look at the, I suppose, not the like major holidays. So like Christmas and other like Hanukkah and things like that they're all going to get covered every year because that's just like Joe you know, it's quite central to oh, our yeah. lives in Ireland like, anyway myself and Adam are just sharing these ideas like we're not we're like hopefully like that's what I have in my plan I call it my mm-hmm. active plan I'll do we'll do a whole podcast episode on what an active plan is but when you hear yeah. me saying these words you're like confused don't don't panic um but uh yeah there was actually another thing I was going to say to you there um I think on Friday I'm going to give the students like a little like a little valentine's like i print i I actually i have them printed somewhere they're here in my room somewhere because i did them last year i'm going to get the little love hearts just like a little sweet on on friday oh, very nice that's very cute that's a great idea yeah, yeah. Um, nothing too expensive nice, literally just four sheets of paper print it out stick a little sweet on it and then off they go but i think it's just the oh, thought that counts um, yeah i think it's important with that like it's something it's something i picked up i suppose from working in educate together that like doing something like that involving food is obviously lovely and like if it's if, if the school are fine with it then go with it mm-hmm. obviously you know that say this is more directed at the listeners but oh, yeah that, like it's very important to be wary of who's in your class with regards to what you're doing like if there's any food involved oh, like geez. i kind of stay, steer yeah. clear of food just out of like just for the just to be okay yeah. because like in my class i have muslim kids and like they're not allowed to eat gelatin so that straight away i would like not be able to do jellies some of my kids are dairy free so that yeah. rules out a lot of chocolate so i just kind of steer clear of that kind of thing mm-hmm. but like you know your class really, oh, so yeah, you know yeah. that's going to be fine mm-hmm. but like i think if anyone is thinking of doing food related things a make sure it's it fits in with policy within the school that you're actually allowed to do that and b be very wary of like dietary requirements for your kids and like religious beliefs so like with Muslim kids, like they're not allowed to eat gelatin and like they can only eat stuff, eat food that fits in, that is halal, that's marked as halal. Yeah. 
Um, so there's a lot of food that they actually can't eat. Yeah. So I always have a spare bag of lollipops or something just in case because I do have a, a thing of, of gummy bears. Um, yeah. But like that, like, you know, you know your class best. And, yeah, exactly. You know, just be just be aware mm. of like it just be sensitive to what's in the class because if you have a class let's say full of let's say just non-muslims so we'll just say catholics and you're giving out jellies and then there's that one kid that obviously can't oh, have no. the jelly because the jelly and out. even if yeah. you have an alternative even if you have a square of chocolate that's halal and you, they're allowed to have it i think chocolate is halal i think that's okay yeah um, i usually go for and, some chocolatey um but they still feel outs- like an totally. outsider because yeah. every other child has a little, probably like a heart from the Starmix, like the, yeah, I know. the Haribo's ones. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like everyone knows their own class best, but they definitely be sensitive to like beliefs and like dietary requirements and stuff if you are thinking of doing anything food related. Yeah, and La Fela, Valentine, Valentine. Valentine, <laughs> it will, yeah. um, It'll fall under Okadi Specialta and Gwilga. So I'm actually oh, not course, teaching yeah. it because I've already done enough Okadi Specialta with Nulli. Yeah. And I with, don't know if it falls yeah, under no. the... Like, I we use Boona Kainta for Irish in my school. And yeah. I don't think Valentine's has its own lesson in Boona Kainta. Not for juniors, anyway. I know yeah. St. Patrick's Day will. Um, Halloween does, Christmas does birthdays as a general theme um is one that we did it in december because we were oh, doing yeah, celebrations for after um so i don't think valentine's comes up in boona kind anyway not for juniors but mm-hmm. um you know yourself it comes you can bring you can make it fit anywhere really like any of these things working thematically you can fit any theme into pretty much any subject to be fair yeah but um i suppose Haley, we um every week we kind of like talk about resources that are working in our classrooms that are working well for us or sometimes actually ones that could make us fall completely flat in our face Mm -hmm. um yeah so Hayley what resource have you been using in the last couple of days or the last couple of weeks that you found useful or useless yeah so if if you were listening to I think last week's episode I was talking about morning mash yeah it was because it was the question and answers thing so Mm -hmm. uh generally the first question on it is Kane Dota on you um and what students have and i printed it down to i don't know what size it is but it's like a quarter of an a4 page like i've zoomed it right down and okay. they have it stuck in their focus task copy it's basically the date um it's like a, a daughter august me and that like little sh- like scaffolded sheet to help them and it has like, like a cheat a, sheet kind of yeah kind of like a cheat sheet so like um tomorrow will be on shock to law to be fiera i think yeah <laughs> I'll talk to you, or then I'll be like on Tuck to Law to be Fiara. Like I have literally learned the dates of Squelga because of this year. But yeah. um yeah, like I'm like go me, you know what? Like on Cade Law Spear or whatever it is, like <laughs> yeah, I'm like woo, I am killing it. <laughs> um but yeah, no, it's really good and it's just from Twinkle and I'll and any things that we've mentioned that uh, I'll also link. I'm sorry, I just completely forgot about something I wanted to say to you there. I don't know if anybody follow well, listeners, if you're not following Teacher Elaine on Instagram, she always does a really nice, like, love art lesson. Sorry, I'm just throwing this in before I forget. It's like, um, you can do it with, like, any kind of theme, but, like, basically you cut out, she cut, she cut out the letters of love and then stuck it down with blue tack on a page and then, like, use paintbrushes or sponges with paint um but that's so lovely and then you do you take up the letters and yeah. then it's like 
That's very cute. That's such a nice idea. Yeah, you could do that in infants, but you'd have to have the stuff pre-cut is the only problem. Yeah, I think we, we've done something similar before. Not sim- I suppose similar, but different. We did like, a, we were learning about human rights. Believe it or not, we were learning about human rights in junior infants. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a big A3 poster and had like, we focused on the right to play because we were like Aww. six months, you know. And That's we were talking adorable. about that and what kids might not have the right to play and stuff like that. Yeah. And they all did a handprint around it kind of Aww. as their way of signing the little thing. And then we put it into, we made a time capsule when we moved, um, when we moved uh, school. So it's gone in there now forever and always, yeah. which is very cute. Sorry, I completely changed the subject. Adam, what's your, <laughs> what's your resource of the week? So my resource of the week is something I made myself, but I've de- I've taken inspiration from ones on Twinkle. So mm-hmm. it's a roll and read game. So um, oh, yeah. for those who aren't familiar, basically you have a dice and this little like grid and you roll the dice and let's say you roll a one, then you must say the first word or the first sound, sound that's available. And if you can say it, you put your counter down. So um, like I've been we've started our handwriting in the last couple of weeks like learning how to write the letters because we teach cursive writing from junior infants and um so we've just been revising the sounds in jolly phonics as well and we were focusing on group one two weeks ago and then group two last week so group one is like s-a-t-i-p-n mm-hmm. and then group two is c-k-e-h-r-m-g Fair play. Jeez, thank you. Oh, that is I, crazy. Thank you. Thank you. If you can see me here, I am giving myself a pat on the back. Between that and knowing the date, Oscar will go, we are just we're killing it. it. We're flying it. <laughs> um, but basically, so the kids, like, we do it that, like, they, there's an adult with them because it's kind of hard for them to play a new game where they, and understand it quickly. So mm. they roll the dice. If they roll it and it lands on two, and the first available sound under number two is C. They have to say K. And if they do say it, they can put down their color counter. And it's just basically a game of, like, in theory, it's cover the board and then whoever has the most wins. But we don't really focus on the winning too much because you don't want to create chaos. Because if someone loses, they'll flip a table or something. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so we kind of, it's just a way of, a fun way of, like, revising. I love um, that the sounds and stuff and I have one for like sight words as well I made them myself but like they are on twinkle as well I just wanted to make my own and color code them with other stuff that I was making I used to have it on my mat before I stopped doing um before I stopped selling resources on mat uh might return again you never know Mm -hmm. but um that's been working for me because it's just been a nice easy game and I love incorporating games into infants as much as I can totally yeah I'll link something similar for everybody find something similar to link in yeah absolutely yeah, Adam, I, I, let's go to questions because I put up a questions box there and you know what, they're just flooding in. So let me just refresh um, and see what I can find. Okay, first one here. What can I do as a cooperating teacher to ease the worries of placement for a student teacher? That's a great question because now I haven't had student teachers in per se, but last term and this term I've had students in from UCC who are doing early childhood studies. Cool. So they do have to teach sporadically, but for the most part, they are kind of like teaching assistants, support people, an extra pair of hands. I have TY students in with me. Like yeah, I week. love having them in because even my wow. principal asked me, they were like, look, I know it's your first year in the school, but do you mind? I was like, absolutely not. Are you joking? I'll have 10 of them in the room if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> it's nice to have an extra pair of hands. Um, so like, I suppose it's something I've definitely thought about. Uh, and obviously the two of us not being long, especially you, Hayley, not being long out of college and mm-hmm. out of teaching practice. 
like I think just being available as like where applicable is obviously they need the student teacher needs to learn themselves but I think from a cooperation teacher point of view that like you can just be available to answer their questions that you're patient with the fact that they might say things that are obvious but it might not be obvious to them you know you have to kind of put yourselves in the in their shoes in the student teacher's shoes that like this is a lot of it is new to them especially if they're first year student teachers you know so I think it's just important to like be available for them like offer your support where you can but like if they're happy to go independent leave them at it but I suppose literally just being available Mm -hmm. and you know if you have ideas for them give it to them like for me I like there's stuff I want covered in my class so like if I had a student teacher and I'd be like look these are non-negotiables I know it might not fit I'll help you as much as possible but they are non-negotiables but you know offering a small bit of wiggle room for them to you know meet college requirements is um is also helpful so I think just being available Hmm. to answer questions and not treating them like less than they are even though they are a student teacher they're still learning and everything you know we were all there once once before so I think that's just very important as well I just feel like this is so fresh for me Mm -hmm. I feel like I have a lot to give like a lot of like niggly bits that people like you see not all student teachers are like 19 20 like some have had a career beforehand you know so like that you should be treating everyone of every age with complete and or respect absolutely um, like i i think any anybody who's coming into your classroom as a student teacher you should be giving up your desk for them you should be showing them how to use the interactive whiteboard you should be giving them copies of your um pe timetables you should be arranging to talk to them at least two to three weeks before they even come into the room you could arrange a visit this is just what i think for your for the student teacher to be able to succeed because then they'd be able to write like start even their observation report in advance like do you know the niggly bits like how many classrooms are in the school you know um you know how many teachers are in the school like all those little finer details um i would also say i would also clear all my white all my like notice boards and i'd have them all completely clear and let the student teacher do whatever they wanted with them um i would be just so welcoming and like you know really open-minded with them i wouldn't i know i'd be like oh well obviously i need to get my mental maths so i need to we need to do guided reading but at the same time i'd be very like you know let let's collaborate on this let's discuss let's see what would work best um but yeah i would definitely be giving them a desk they're the class they're going to be the the teacher and i would be always ensuring that even when they're on observation that they're included in the lessons too like oh well what does you know adam think today you know you know what i mean like or adam what you know adam did you notice any of the students that weren't shown good listening you know and like who what table should we give five points to you know what i mean yeah so yeah just making them feel included and part of the classroom and comfortable um and like well, i'm i might i don't know if every teacher agree with this but i would probably stay back and help them after school to like talk to them about what went well or you know what they what if they wanted feedback because you want them to succeed and do their best you know yeah i think you, you do want to be that support to them where where possible to you know it's just about striking the balance i suppose in yeah. letting them learn and fall on their face a little bit but also like giving them the opportunities to succeed like you say totally and like i would probably let um the student teacher do an all about me like little lesson with them or a worksheet and i'd probably get them to like 
design or do a bit of coloring or something to for like the the door because then the student teacher can be like oh well during my observation week this is what i did to get to know my students yeah, it wasn't i'd highly recommend to all student teachers to to do to teach a lesson or two if you're allowed during your observation week because i think it'll just settle your nerves for when you actually start your teaching practice yeah i suppose officially no when i did hibernia we had to teach um like a few lessons on the observation week but i'm not even talking about ones that go in those lessons i'm talking like the first day see if you can uh, that like this is what i mean like getting in and talking to the teacher like two to three weeks before it begins so yeah that's just what i think just so then you know what level they're at and who you're differentiating for and you know what triggers them and all those kind of things um but yeah i was just gonna ask you something here adam um how do you stay positive during school placement i'm so bored of all this planning um great question um i suppose it's important to remember that school placement is not a reflection not a complete reflection on teaching as a whole it is quite a pressurized environment so i suppose you just have to remember the end goal and the end goal and even if that is looking at instagram and looking at myself and Haley being like oh they made it out the other side and look they seem relatively happy even though half the time i'm stressed but sure look um but yeah i think remembering the end goal will get you there because teacher practice is hard like there is no two ways about it like it's hard and i don't want to dishearten anyone that's heading into it like it is hard mentally physically emotionally all of the all the leaves it's it's just it's it's tough so i think just remembering like what you're doing it for like seeing the kids seeing how happy they are Mm -hmm. you know just i think that's i think that's the big thing just remember the goal you're you're getting closer each day absolutely i suppose we'll leave it there so thanks a million again for everyone um tuning into this week's episode if you're a returning listener or if you're just tuning in for the first time myself and adam appreciate it so much and we'll see you in next week's episode Slon. Slon. bye